Greetings, my friends, and welcome to Hardwater Radio. This is Jason Archer. We are recording live under the umbrella of Hardwater One here in the Valley of the Sun. And it is Friday. That means it's time for the next installment of Highly Functional with Dr. Brianne Showman Brown. How's it going, young lady? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing quite well. I understand today we're going to be diving into this hydration conversation a little bit. So let's start by you know, sort of ripping the lid off of why this is important in the first place. So first and foremost, our bodies are made up of 65% water on average. It's going to vary person to person because fat versus muscle, they hold different amounts of water. But on average, 65% of water. Once our bodies get to 2% loss of body weight in water, our body systems aren't functioning as well. So this includes our muscles. It, it includes every single organ that we have and it includes our brain. Even if you're not a high level athlete, if you work a corporate job, if you work a job that requires a high amount of mental, mental concentration, you aren't gonna be able to concentrate as well if you are a little bit dehydrated. You don't even notice you're thirsty. Your body doesn't process the fact that you're dehydrated and thirsty until you're at a 3% loss of body weight in water. So by the time you even notice this and think about maybe I should drink some water, you're already playing catch up in a dehydration state. Gotcha. So what would the normal hydration requirements sort of entail? At a minimum, just on a day-to-day basis, we need to consume half our body weight in ounces in water. So for a 200 pound person, you need to make sure you're getting at a minimum 100 ounces a day. By volume or by weight? By volume. That begs the question, you know, what are some of the best ways to get water, like to, to make sure that you are consuming enough? You know, you see people walking around with the gallon jugs, with the, the marks on them and that sort of thing. I mean, what do you recommend to people who you know for a fact are not getting enough water? This volume amount can seem very taxing when you think of, you know, I have to get 100 ounces. Like, look how many small little bottles this is. First and foremost, out of bed in the morning, 16 ounces of water. You've been in bed for, you know, hopefully at a minimum five hours, you know, maximum maybe eight or nine hours. That's a long time to go without any fluids. So in the morning, getting those fluids in your body right away just kind of kickstarts all your systems. So it gets your stomach going, it gets your colon going, and it just really gets your body, you know, starting to move in that day. And you've already killed off 16 ounces of water that you need. Another really great way to get the water in is before you eat a meal, drink eight to 16 ounces there. It's a great, easy reminder to get water in you. But also, if you are someone who's working to control the amount that you eat, or if you're someone that tends to overeat, by filling your stomach up with some water first, you're already filling that space up, so you're less likely to eat as much when you sit down to that meal. Yeah, there's um, some research around that as well. I think a lot of times when people think they're hungry, they're actually thirsty. Yes. Yes, there's a lot of lot to back that one up as well. The other thing that I suggest for people, especially for people who sit at a desk all day and just get distracted and get so engrossed in their work, is setting a timer so every hour it'll go off and you'll drink some water. Um, and it can be, you know, just drink eight ounces every hour. That's going to add up throughout an eight-hour workday uh, very easily. So you've gotten your water in just that easily. Yeah, that's a gallon there, right? Right? Right at a gallon. Mm-hmm. And so 
Um, what do you say to people who just refuse to drink water? I mean, I, I know there's tons of people who like to pound coffee in the morning. Does that count in your mind or does it not count? Does it need to be purely water only or can it be some beverage that is largely constituted of water? It depends on what that beverage is. Being that coffee is natural diuretic, I do not count coffee as being in that water amount. What I do include with this water is after you work out, if you are throwing protein powder in water, I count that as water because that's base water, you're getting protein that's healthy for you. Any type of pre-workout that you're throwing water in. You know, if you are someone who likes the more carbonated and flavored and you're drinking you know, LaCroix or some other sort of carbonated water that's unsweetened, I will include that in your total water. So it depends on what it is as far as, you know, how how I account it for the total water intake. Got it. And so I'm assuming this these requirements are going to change based on weather and based on your output, your physical output. So what do you say to those two things? Yeah. So first and foremost, as it gets warmer, as it gets more humid, naturally just going throughout your day, walking, you know, from the building to the car, walking, you know, around your house as you're doing housework or if you're doing yard work, you're naturally going to be sweating more. So first and foremost, as we get to these summer months, we need to be increasing the amount of water we take. So going from that minimum amount of half our body weight in ounces, trying to work up to like three quarters to our full body weight in ounces in water, just because we are sweating out more on a daily basis. Now when you add exercise to the mix, that increases it even more. The best way to figure out how much you need extra with your workouts is to weigh yourself immediately before you work out and immediately after we work out. That difference in pounds is what you're going to increase in your water basically. So for every pound lost during that workout, you're gonna increase by 16 ounces of water. And so this obviously, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, water is responsible for, you know, cell membrane transfers across all your cells, your organs, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. And this sort of brings us into the electrolytes conversation. You know, water is not necessarily the only thing you need to consume when you're consuming fluids. So maybe you could talk a little bit about what a quality electrolyte looks like and the impact on your, your muscles, organs, body as a whole. Yeah, of course. As we sweat, these electrolytes are naturally going to be sweat out of you, uh, especially the salts. If you ever notice that grittiness on your skin after you've had a good workout and that sweat has dried, that's the salt that has come out that needs to be replenished in the form of electrolytes. These electrolytes are required for our body to function. As an athlete, you can notice muscle cramping. You can notice almost those muscles just shutting down and not wanting to function when that happens. Uh, you may get a little bit lightheaded or dizzy when you're low on electrolytes. There's a lot of different things our body systems can do. For me personally, during a workout, I can get lightheaded, but later on, I notice I'm overly fatigued. So it's almost to the point that I can't stay awake. I need to take a nap. I wake up from a nap and I'm still overly fatigued. I get electrolytes in me. Within like 10 minutes, I'm wide awake like nothing ever happened. So I've learned my body enough to figure out what I need to do and what my body needs. The process of learning this is really amazing to me because it really stuck out to me how important these electrolytes are for our bodies to be able to function essentially. 
And is there a particular type of electrolyte that you recommend to people who are, you know, in that boat where, hey, you're not getting enough or you're cramping or whatever the case may be? There's several different things you can use. There's a number of different powders and tablets out there that you can just add to your water. Coconut water, it has high in potassium. So that not is, which is an electrolyte. And so just drinking some coconut water, or maybe if you don't like the flavor of coconut water, adding a little bit of coconut water to your regular water will get some of those electrolytes in. I know an athletes that do pickle juice. It's per, that's really big actually in the obstacle course racing is a lot of them will have pickle juice with them at all times. But just because of the natural salts that are, that are in there that can counteract some of that. So there's a lot of different methods. It's just a matter of which method you prefer. Gotcha. And so finally, last question as always when you're here is how does knowing this help us become highly functional? I think it's simply put enough. If you don't have electrolytes, your body can't function and it can shut down. There you have it, guys. That's going to do it for this episode of Hardwater Radio. This is Jason Archer on behalf of Dr. Brianne Schulman-Brown signing off. Be sure and check her out at GetYourFixPT.com. Come CrossFit with us at CrossFitNorthPhoenix.net. Check out Hardwater.com for all your apparel needs, and we will see you in the next episode.